Hello there, and welcome to Pick Your Poison. This is our prop show here at MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza. Today, we're going over UFC Vegas 46 coming up on Saturday, the 15th of January, with the 4 p.m. Eastern start time. The main event's going to be a clash between Calvin Qatar, the American fighter, versus Giga Chikaze from Georgia. As in Georgian fighter, not Atlanta, Georgia. Anyway, if you haven't been here before for one of our prop shows, here's our format. We're going to start off with giving you our favorite bets in the card, like our favorite positions. We'll talk about six or seven spots where we like them the most. Then we'll talk about some live underdogs, some buying spots, over-unders, prop bets that we like, some high-risk spots you might want to double-check on before you submit. And at the end, we go over a few parlays we like, and then we finish up with the lottery parlay, which is how you can turn a $1.50, maybe a buck, to a $1,000 winner. Before we get to UFC Vegas 46, let's talk about UFC Vegas 45. If you joined us for that prop show a few weeks ago, we were on fire. Out of the six most confident spots that we offered on our most confident bets on the card, we hit five of them. The only one we didn't hit was Lamos by TKO at plus 300. If you remember that fight, she delivered a nice front kick, knocked down her opponent, had her opponent hurt. There was a moment there I thought, oh, we're going to get all six of these, right? Anyway, it didn't happen, but the ones we did hit for our most confident spots was minus 175, Tafa versus Hunsucker under one and a half rounds. That hit. Minus 170, Mirashat versus Stolfitz, the fight not to the distance, and that was a sweat because it didn't happen till the end, but Mirashat did get a submission win there to finish the fight into the distance. Minus 280, Simone to win, that hit. Minus 310 for Lamos to win, that hit by split decision, but it did hit. <laughs> Tafa to win, minus 335, that was pretty much easy in the bag. And then minus 335, Barcelos to win, that did not play out, so we didn't count that one, that fight was rescheduled. Anyway, so... The only thing that did prevent it from being like a record type of night for us was Thompson losing. We had Thompson on a few parlays, so that was a tough outing for him. It is what it is. We move on to fight of the day. So let's turn our attention here to UFC Vegas 46. Let's talk about eight spots we like a lot here on this card. Minus 135 on the money line, Holmes to win outright. There's talk that the fight might go to later rounds because both fighters tend to be a little patient. Um, It can get slow at times, a little bit of, you know, hugging, grappling. Either way, I think Holmes wins the fight, either on the scorecards or by early stoppage or by TKO. I like that 135 the money line. There's a lot of value there. Minus 280, Chukagan uh, and, and Maya to go decision. So either way, however it happens, the fight goes a distance. Minus 280, I think that's a great spot. I like that spot so much. I'm probably going to parlay that with, with something at some point. But minus 280, Chukagan versus Maya, the fight goes the full distance. Now... Minus 450, Chukagan versus Maya, the fight goes over one and a half rounds. Now, I know that's really chalky at minus 450, but again, this is a play where I feel confident. So these are plays where maybe you could put them into a parlay or two. So these are our best bets of the night, plays that we're feeling very, very confident about. Again, minus 450 is very chalky, but I do think that fight at least goes around and a half, Chukagan versus Maya. So again, minus 450 in that spot. Minus 205 for Roy Val, Brandon Roy Val versus Bontarine, the fight not going a distance. At some point... I like Bontarine to be as, as a dog. We talked about in the prediction show. But Brandon Royval is a very good fighter. He does push a heavy pace. He'll either make it slip, you know, make a slip up, make a you know, mistake, get caught up and get submitted himself or get knocked out. Or if he pushes that pace enough, I could see him also breaking Bontarine and finishing the fight. So that minus 205 number there, I like that spot there for the fight not going to distance. Minus 200 for Juarez versus Demopolis, the fight going over two and a half rounds. I don't know what the number is for the fight going to decision because it's not out there yet, so I couldn't find it. But the fight going over two and a half rounds, I do think this fight goes a full distance. So minus 200 is a good spot. Again, a little chalky, but I'm not looking to bet some of these straight up. I would parlay some of these spots here because I like them a lot. I'm confident with them. Now, Kakarok Manon versus Kelleher, the fight not going the distance. Now, here's what I can see happening in this fight. Either Kakarok Manon can push enough of a pace early round one, round two, 
and get Kyle Irvin in a rough spot, maybe cut him up, bang him up, TKO on the ground, submit him. Or Kakramanov runs out of gas in round three, and Kelleher shows his veteran experience, and he finishes the fight. But either way, I like that minus 135 spot. It's basically a pick him there for which side you want to be on, but I think the fight does get finished into the distance. Minus 150 for Brahamash versus McGee, the fight going the distance. Now, here's another one where can I see McGee putting on the pressure in round three, Brahamash slowing down. He's had some issues with Cardi in the past, and the fight not going the distance. Yes, I could. But McGee tends to be a decision monster. So both guys, they're very evenly matched. I like that minus 150 spot there for the fight going the distance. And the last spot here we're going to talk about is the Sherman versus Collier fight. This spot we chose in particular because this is looking to be maybe one of the least entertaining matches on the, on the card. But you know what? Sometimes those matches end up being the ones that catch your eye and end up surprising you. So in this fight here, I do think they go over two rounds, at least maybe two and a half rounds. But the over one and a half rounds at minus 187 not bad. Again, I like that spot a lot. I would even bet that one straight up because I do believe the way that Sherman fights, Collier fights, they're patient. They're going to look to strike from a distance, not overwhelm each other, measure each other out. Sherman's got a decent chin. Collier's got a decent chin. I see at least going over one and a half rounds. So those are our, bet, our best bets on the card. That's the spots that we feel the most confident against. So minus 135 homes to win. Chikigan can go to decision. Chikigan versus Maya over one and a half. Roval versus Bontreen, the fight does not go the distance. Juarez versus Demopoulos over two and a half rounds. Kakramanov versus Kelleher does not go the distance. Brahamaj versus McGee, the fight does go the distance. And then Sherman versus Keller, the fight goes over one and a half rounds. So let's move on, guys. Here we go. Okay, let's talk about distance props here. Now, one just side note. I cannot seem to find numbers, at least official numbers, on the main event, Qatar versus Chikagan. I'm going to guesstimate offhand the fight does not go the full distance. It doesn't go the full five rounds. Some point round four, the fight ends, maybe round three, round four. That number for the fight not going the distance would probably be like around minus 175 to minus, two, minus 200. I would take that. I think that fight does not go the distance. At some point, either Qatar wears out uh, Chikaze in round four, round five, or Chikaze at some point within five rounds will catch him with something that's going to actually put Qatar out. And that's, that's a lot saying because Qatar is a tough guy, but... I don't have numbers on that one. The second fight is Demopoulos um, versus Juarez. I can't seem to find numbers in the fight going the distance or not. I do think that fight, though, does go the distance as well. So that number should be somewhere around minus 150, minus 200, though it's weird because the current number for over one and a half rounds or over two and a half is actually, you know, um, positive or plus. So anyway, the rest of the fights in the card. So Jennifer Meyer versus Caitlin Chukagan. I think that fight does go the distance. Minus 280, they fought before with the distance. I like that spot a lot, minus 280. Brandon Royval versus Bontarine. I think that fight does not go the distance. At some point, one of these, one of these two guys um, finishes each other. Either Royval puts enough pace and pressure on Bontarine, finishes the fight, or Bontarine catches Royval making a mistake. That's minus 205. Uh, for Sherman, Sherman versus Collier. You know, this is a heavyweight bout, but these two guys are very unique heavyweights. That's being polite, but uh, they, there's, they lack finishing ability. Um, and so in that case, you kind of lean towards decision. At minus 125, there's a lot of value there because this fight most likely goes to decision. They're pretty durable. You know, I guess they're pretty durable. That's a nice way of saying it. And again, a lack of finishing power in their hands. And so um, that fight's going to probably be a little annoying to watch at times. And I, it may be one of the stinkers in the card. I hope it's not. I hope these guys actually put on a good show when someone gets knocked out and it's a heavyweight bout and it lives up to its potential. Next fight down, Brito versus Algio. So Brito, minus 120, Brito versus Algio for the fight going to decision could the fight end within the distance? Yeah, this is a very evenly matched fight. At minus 120, you can see it's, you know, pick em range there. But I do think the fight goes to decision. They're evenly matched. Both good fighters. Holmes versus Pickett. This is a tough one because 
having listened to some cappers out there that I respect quite a bit, you know, gentlemen like MMA Lawton, um, there's there's definitely some food for thought that possibly this fight gets a little slow at times. It does get to round two, round three, and maybe makes the full distance. Um, I'm, you know, optimistic that Holmes, the upcoming prospect, a guy who's fighting his first UFC fight, could come in here and find a weakness and pick it within round two or three and finish the fight. So at minus 175, I believe the fight does not get the distance. Now, what if Pickett catches Holmes? You're kind of covered there because I do think this fight, again, at some point finds some violence. It may not be round one. It may not be earlier in round two, but I think between round two and round three, something gives and someone ends up finishing the fight. Raheem Brahimaj versus Court McGee. Now, that fight, that's a tough one because you can see how Brahimaj could find a finish and you can see how McGee would find a finish. I'm not confident in this fight either way, but it looks like the numbers are telling you it probably goes to decision because Court McGee tends to win by decision. And if you like Court McGee, it's probably via that path. If you like Brahimaj, takedowns, control time, maybe a submission finish, but minus 150, minus 150, excuse me, for the fight going to decision. Benitez versus Brown, the fight going to decision, minus 120. Um, not going to talk much more about that other than the fact that I think these guys are very evenly matched and I think the fight could go to decision. Uh, Borshev versus Bush. You know, the more I hear about Borshev, you know, uh, Slava Claus, there's a lot of hype around him. Um, but I'm not so sure how this fight works out. I'm not positive Borshev wins. I'm not positive it goes a distance or not, but uh, it looks like the fight should see some violence. Borshev has some hands. You know, he did a great job as Dana White Contender Series debut, knocked his opponent out, a good opponent he knocked out. So at minus 175, the fight does knock the distance. Not a confident spot there for me. I wouldn't mess with that spot from a betting perspective, but that's what I would lean towards if the fight does knock the distance. Minus 135, Kakramanov versus Kelleher. The fight, again, does not the distance. So looking at my breakdown of the card, I'm thinking that, that the main event, Katarvis Chikaza, does not the distance. So that's going to be one finish. Second finish would be Roy Val versus Bontarine. Third finish would be Pickett versus Holmes. Fourth finish would be Bush versus Borshev. And the fifth one would be Kakramanov versus Kelleher. The, the fights, excuse me, I see going to the distance would be the Demopolis fight, the Bush fight, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not the Bush fight. That's going to be a finish, I call it. I'm sorry. Demopolis fight, the Brown fight, the McGee fight, uh, Algeo fight, Collier fight, and the Chikagan fight. So, kind of a mixed bag there. Um, the fights, I'm not very confident on, like I mentioned before. I'm not sure what's going to happen there with, like, BB Britt versus Algeo. Very closely matched there. Benitez versus Brown, Borchev versus Bush. You know, those guys are very evenly matched. It's kind of hard to predict what's going to happen there. And it kind of depends on who shows up that night, right? Who's the guy who shows up that night and pushes the pace and pressure? gets the attention of the referees. So let's move on. Let's talk about our violent spots here for UFC Vegas 46. We like Holmes by TKO at plus 500. I'm a little surprised that it's plus 500. I would have thought it'd been like minus, or I'm sorry, plus 300 range, um, but I'll take it at plus 500. I'm gonna put at least a half a unit there for Holmes to win by TKO. I respect Jamie Pickett. He is a veteran of the sport, good fighter, but Holmes is up and coming. He's got hands. I've seen Pickett fold recently in his prior fights, so I like Holmes to win into the distance by TKO at plus 500. Now, Kakramanov to win by any kind of submission, finish, TKO, whatever, plus 190 is at the distance. I do like that as well. I respect Brian Kelleher. Very good veteran fighter. I know at the money line, he's almost a pick -em. But I think Sayud Kakramanov within the first round, second round, gets him into a situation where he can either submit him, 
or TKO him on the ground just from ground and pound pressure. So plus 190 for Romanov to win by some kind of finish. Plus 100 for Brandon Raval to win into the distance. Now I know in my prediction show we talked about how I believe his opponent Rogerio Bontarin has a shot to win as an underdog, but that's a shot. It's a dog or pass type of situation. I think most times if you compare these two fighters, Brandon Raval probably wins at plus 100. I think Brandon Raval could have a chance here to finish this fight at the distance. All right, plus 285 for Brito to win at the distance. Another close matchup. The money line reflects that. Minus 130 for Brito on the money line, plus 110 for Algio. But I think over the course of three rounds, when you look at these guys side by side, their striking numbers, their boxing ability, their, their cardio, their finishing ability, everything, grappling ability, Brito se seems to edge out Algio in every single area. And over the course of three rounds, I think that leads to a finish here at plus 285. That's some plus money there. I like that. Now, minus 105 for Chikaze by TKO. I'm guessing it's going to be one, minus 105. I don't have those numbers officially. People like Chikaze to win the fight. Obviously, he's favored in the money line, minus 225-ish. But people also like him to win by TKO. So it's, I imagine the book's going to be aware of that. It's going to be pretty much slammed. So minus 120, minus 105 range, which you'll find that probably at. So not a lot of violent spots here that I'm going to be counting on. But again, I like the top one there. Plus 500 home for TKO. Sprinkle some of these. Don't go too hard. These are very specific bets. But... I do like these spots here. Let's, let's talk about some risky spots on the card you might want to double check on before you submit. First and foremost, the main event, Chikadze versus Qatar. I like Chikadze to win. Most people like him to win. Even the casual fans who watch just mixed martial arts every now and then, they know of him a little bit. They probably will bet on him to win. But good cappers will tell you, and the guys who look at the numbers will tell you, Qatar is an excellent fighter. He's a veteran. He's very durable, obviously. Though he lost his last fight, and he's had a year layoff or so, it was against a very good Max Holloway, and he did not get finished. Showed a lot of durability. Came back, actually won one of those, what, last round or so. Or maybe made it close into the fight. But the point is this. Chikaz is coming in here as an up-and-coming fighter. Same age, yes, but he's still up-and-coming, making his rise, newer to the scene, on a winning streak, got finishing ability, but hasn't really fought a guy like Qatar. And what happens in round four or five, we just don't know. So with that said, that minus 225, which is a little chalky here for an up-and-coming guy against veteran, that's a spot you want to be careful to be in. If you're going to parlay this fight, end of the night, maybe you have this at the end of your parlay, you have a chance to maybe hedge and go the other way and put some money on Qatar last minute. But either way, I could see a world where Qatar busts up a lot of parlays at the end of the night, does a good job here, wins somehow round four or five, finishes the fight. So next one up, Borshev, Slava Claus, to win outright the money line is minus 180. Now, I do like him to win the fight, but here's my thinking, and I'm a little biased here. In his Dana White Contender Series fight, I actually chose his opponent to win. Um, and he ends up going out there, did an amazing job, takes the kid, picks, picks him apart. Beautiful striking. Has him kind of dazed after round one, finishes him round two. Just great striking performance. And the more you look into Borshev, it's not like a random thing. The guy is like a, he's a, a whatever, what they call in Russia, a master of sport, right? The guy has no joke. Now, minus 180 over Dakota Bush, I guess it sounds about right, but he is Dana White Contender Series you know, alum coming off of that, his first UFC fight. I thought he caught his opponent in Damon Contender Series perfectly to set up the finish there. Dakota Push is a better opponent than when he fought in Damon Contender Series. There's no doubt about that. Dakota Push is a better opponent. How much better? I don't know. You know, he's 27 versus 30 years old for Vlach, for, 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 uh, for Borshev, a little younger. He's a decent opponent. I think people are all over Slava Claus, the nickname. The Dana White contenders win, and they're just kind of pushing Bush aside. Dakota Bush, Dakota Harry Bush could upset some parlays here again. That minus 180 for Borshev to win, that's not one of my most favorite spots on the card. Be careful with this one right here. Benitez to win at minus 190 over TJ Brown. I acknowledge Benitez probably will win the fight. 
he is the overall better fighter. Um, the last fight he lost, you know, kind of fluky, got, you know, backpacked, whatever. I get it. But TJ Trenton Brown here is a good wrestler. You know, four takedowns per fight is what he's aver averaging. And Gabriel Benitez has shown that he's not the best at defending takedowns. So this could get ugly here. And that minus 190 money, I could see a parlay with Jakadze, Borshev, and Benitez all in there. And all three of those spots falling apart. So just, you know, take a second guess here before you put Benitez into a parlay. Or, or before you bet him straight up in this fight here. Because TJ Trent Brown is not a bad fighter. He is durable. And he does a thing that Benitez is not very good at defending, which is the takedown. So... Demopolis to win. I like Vanessa Demopolis to win. Now, I'm a little freaked out because I heard some cappers, some guys I respect out there saying that, oh, you know, Juarez has better hands. You know, Juarez didn't look good in her, you know, you know, her last fight, but she's got better hands. Demopolis, you know, when Demopolis looks bad, she looks bad. It's true. Those are true good points. When Vanessa tends to look bad in a fight, it goes wrong and off the rails right away, and it just stays off the rails. And I'm like, oh, no. What if Juarez starts circling her, piecing her up, moving good in the distance, and Demopolis can't close the distance? And that would be the path to victory for Juarez. So that's why I have this here as a risky spot. I like Demopolis to win. I'm going to sprinkle some money on her straight up and have her in a few parlays. I just believe that at this point right now, she's a better grappler, wrestler. She'll bring the fight to the ground, and that should be her, you know, her wheelhouse, her milieu to get a path to victory. But it just scares you. It is the opening fight in the card. No offense to the ladies, but it's a women's bout too. So there's like other variables as well, where it's like how do the judges see certain things? Who has more position control? You know, we're sort of eliminating the finishing factor. Both ladies should make the full distance. But again, kind of gets to a sweaty standpoint there where you get to the scorecard. You don't know. So that's why, to me, it's a risky spot. Last but not least... This fight, I'm, I'm bringing it up again. We talked about it earlier. I, I believe this fight has something about it that might actually be good. Okay, so Sherman versus Collier. I get it that most people will tell you it's going to be a boring fight, go the distance, two heavyweights, you know, one that shouldn't even be a heavyweight, Chase Sherman kind of, you know, gets in his own head, whatever the case may be. I see this weird thing in my head where somebody wakes up in this fight and does something. Like Collier lands a head kick or something, or J Chase Sherman becomes the you know potential heavyweight that he should be and like lands a right cross and someone lands up on the damn mat and it's a real heavyweight fight and it, and it actually gets finished because most people will tell you that minus 125 prop for the fight going the distance is a great spot we talked about it earlier here in our show and i do think it's a good spot but something has to freaking give here i'm i'm hoping that it's going to be chase sherman i think here's a guy with an athletic background has him as potential has been frustrated in the, in the octagon recently He's at a good camp there at ATT in Mississippi. I think he shows up here. I think he gets a finish here. So that distance prop, that minus 125 for the prop, for the fight going distance, be careful with that one because a lot of people are going to be on that prop. Whenever a lot of people are on a prop, that's sort of your, like, your red flag like to stay away from this. So let's move on. Let's talk about some long shot props you might want to consider. Plus 900 for Dakota Harry Bush to win by TKO. Here's my thinking on this one. This is, you know, Slava Klaus's first UFC match coming off of a nice, you know, Dana White contender series win. Could get tested here. Bush is a decent opponent. He's got a good chin. I could see him clipping the newcomer here, waking him up. Welcome to the party. So plus 900, I'll put something in this. Not a big bet, but I'll put something small. Chase Sherman to win by TKO. Most people expect this fight to go the distance. Two guys who don't have a lot of finishing power. Chase Sherman hasn't shown that he's got amazing finishing power or pace of pressure. But I think this guy is finally waking up. The fire's under his ass. It's now or never. Get his shit together. Push the pace and pressure. Finish his Collier at some point. Not by an amazing knockout one punch, but just by pace and pressure. Collier balls up. TKO, the ref, has to step in here. Plus 250, not a bad spot. Now, plus 300 here for TJ Brown to win by decision. Could he out-wrestle the opponent here, Benitez? Could he get some back control, position control? 
But he says, has fallen victim to that before, so at plus 300, I like that spot here for Brown to win by decision. Plus 300 for Brahamaj to win by submission. Brahamaj does have submissions in his background. I know Court McGee is going to be game. He's not going to be easy to submit. But at plus 300 here, I'm going to have to put something on this for Brahamaj to win by submission at plus 300. Plus 550 for Brandon Rovada to win by TKO. A little surprised it's that big of a number. Um, Brandon Rovada probably wins this fight most times, um, more times than not. Maybe by submission, maybe by, you know, TKO. I think he can overwhelm his opponent here at plus 550. It's worth a sprinkle. And last but not least, I don't have this number officially. I'm going to guesstimate that for Calvin Guitar to win by, that fight by TKO over Giga Chikaze, it's probably floating around plus 250 to plus 300 right now on whatever books that are offering it. So I'm going to guess if it's in that range, that's a spot I got to look at because we talked about it before. If the fight goes to round four, round five for Giga, that's new territory, Qatar. It's a bad mofo, and uh, he's a guy who's going to keep boxing, keep putting pace the entire time, no matter how many times you hit him. He could take a beating. So, Qatar could finish that fight in round four or five, five, or round four or round five. I could see it at plus 300 there. It's worth a look. It's that time to talk about the parlays we like for this card here. The first one's a four-legger. We've got Vanessa Demopoulos at minus 130, Caitlin Chukagan minus 170, Mr. Holmes at minus 150, and Kakramanov at minus 125. Those four legs there combined give you plus 670 odds. A $50 wager will pay out $385. Moving on to our second parlay. Parlay number two is going to have some of the same pieces here. Chukagan at minus 170. Holmes minus 150. Kakarmanov again at minus 55. 155, excuse me. And then Chikadze at minus 225. We're going to replace Vanessa with Chikadze. That gives you plus 520 odds. If $50 wager will pay out $310. Not bad return now. Moving on to the exciting part of our show here, the lottery parlay. How do we turn $1.50 into $1,160? bucks? Well, here's how it's done. Here's our lottery parlay. Kakramanov on the top. Holmes, Chukagin, Demopoulos, Brahma, Chikaze, Borshev, Sherman, Brown, Brito, and Bontreen. Before you start scribbling and hitting the rewind button, I'll go through it again. Those picks there, those are 11 picks on the money line, straight up on the money line. You put them together, it gives you 7,724 plus 7,724 odds, of course. A 150 bet, $1.50 bet will pay out $1,160. So the top part of that parlay, those first four, which are listed in green if you're watching this on YouTube. So that's Kakramanov, minus 155, Holmes, minus 150, Chukagan, minus 170, Demopoulos at minus 130. Those first four legs we feel the most confident with. So if you're going to mix and match, start with those as like your grounded pieces, like your roots. And then from there, mix and match the other pieces. I understand here as you move down this list here, I like Brahma, Chikaze, Borshev as the second tier. They're listed in white. But as you move on down here to that lower tier, Sherman, Brown, Brito, Bontreen, I acknowledge there, there's a lot of reasons to believe that any one of those guys can go the other way or lose those fights. So if you want to mix and match, you know, take 10 bucks, put a buck 50 on this one, mix and match, trade around. That's always a fun, a fun way to play with the card and turn a few bucks into possibly a big winner. So again, I like these picks straight up here to possibly be the lottery parlay winner, but I acknowledge Sherman, who knows in that Collier fight, Brown as well. He's a quite a big dollar, a dog there at plus 160 and Brito. It's going to be a close fight there as well, and as well with Bon Tureen. So with that said, I wish you guys the best luck on this card. Take a stab at the lottery parlay. Who knows what could happen here. Thanks for joining us as usual. If you haven't done so already, you know the drill, right? Please like and subscribe. We appreciate you being here. You can enjoy more of our content in the future if you like and subscribe. Leave some comments. Give us some feedback. What are you going to do here? What are your favorite props on this upcoming card? So happy new year, by the way. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Take care.